Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on in, Jaybird watching fans. Special Monday night podcast for you so that we don't overlap with any of these massive Blue Jays and Yankees game. The current situation has the Blue Jays one back of the Boston Red Sox and two back of the New York Yankees who come to Rogers Center Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. Before we dive into all that, Craig Borden is joined by myself and Chris Key is back on the show as our primary fill-in for Mr. Adam Corsair, him and his wife, Cindy, had a lovely baby daughter. That is done. Baby watch is over. Adam is now on parental leave for a little while and will be out of commission for the next few months. Chris, it's great to have you back on the show, man. How you been? What is going on, boys? <laughs> Other than the stress-inducing, anxiety-driven vomit inducing games that we've been watching um yeah life is good <laughs> you haven't noticed that like my beard is getting slightly longer in this one spot here on camera because i keep pulling at it <laughs> yeah, and Ray, stress is one spot. <laughs> oh, yes. by the end of the week it'll be bald probably i'm at the shave yeah yeah you might have no hair left actually by the end of the week that's just the way it's been going uh yeah chris it's great to have you back obviously adam will be out of commission for a few weeks and Probably most of the shows will have you on as often as you uh, as often as you can uh, give us the time for. You'll be our primary fill-in for Mr. Corsair for the foreseeable future. He returns from parental leave. But let's dive into it, gentlemen. We are doing this special again Monday night podcast. This first time, Craig. I think we've done a Jaybird watching on a month uh, on a day not named Thursday or Wednesday in like maybe a year and a bit. Like it's been quite a while. So it's a little weird. It feels like it should be Wednesday or Thursday, but the week's just getting started. But again, we did not want to interrupt or record during any of these upcoming three games. But guys, let's set the scene. The Blue Jays left Tropicana Field last week, Wednesday, up half a game, or sorry, down half a game 
on the New York Yankees. And they had a chance to make that up on Thursday and tie them yet again in the standings. And because they had the tiebreaker in the season series, they would have been in a playoff spot before the Yankees and the Red Sox started their three-game series at Fenway Park. The Blue Jays proceed to lose again on Friday, starting a nightmarish start to that series against the Minnesota Twins. Blue Jays Twitter's panicking. They see the Yankees win and go up a game. And then they write the ship. They get the W on Saturday behind Robbie Ray and another good outing from Alec Manoa on Sunday. But unfortunately, apparently all of us Blue Jays fans who wanted the Red Sox to win and thought they were going to win two out of three or maybe even sweep the Yankees were very disappointed that Boston did not help them out at all. So that is why the Blue Jays are two back of New York and one back of the Boston Red Sox. So, Chris, you're our guest, and you are the primary fill-in for Adam. Let's start with you on this one. What the hell happened on Thursday and Friday last week? After we left the TROP, I think everybody was okay. I don't think anybody expected them to win the series against Tampa Bay uh, at Tropicana Field, given the history. It just seems like it's mm-hmm. a cursed place. But then they go into Minnesota with Steven Matz on Thursday and Jose Barrios on Friday, and they lose both of those games. And that was all the Yankees needed to capitalize and start kind of running away with a little bit. So what the hell happened? Uh, I can tell you that there were 27 left uh, men left on base in those two games. That's it. Yeah. They they didn't hit. They, the pitching was just good enough. Maybe not so much on was a Thursday was a little bit more of a blow than, than Friday. The, the boys just didn't hit when they needed to. And that seems to be, doesn't that seem to be kind of the story of the year? The pitching has been fairly steady and a hell of a lot better than what mm-hmm. any of us probably could have predicted at the beginning of the year. If you, if any anybody had come to us and said that the starting pitching is going to be a strong point of this team, uh, we probably would have just scoffed at it and walked away. Right. This team has, they have such a, Tough time just when when they can't when they can't get going right away with runners in scoring position. It doesn't seem like they ever really make it back other than that. What that 10 game stretch or whatever it was that this team, it seems that they fight themselves so much. Doesn't it at the plate that they're their own worst enemy. And like, I don't know if you guys are feeling it. And it was actually my wife that pointed it out to me was that. Does it not feel like Bo Bichette is kind of missing right now? A little bit. Like, it, whenever he comes up to the plate with somebody on base, it feels like he's going to strike out flailing at something. And I feel like that's a huge problem for this team. I, is the solution to that bumping KO up? I don't think it would hurt. But I, th- I think that's that's by far by far and away the reason why those first two games went as poorly as they did for the, for the blue Jays. Craig, why don't you give us your two cents on what happened on Thursday and Friday? Thursday and Friday. I agree with Chris. The fact is the offense couldn't get off the bench, right? We pitched well enough to be in the games, but to that point didn't have enough offense to pack anything up. So in the midst of that, there's no way in hell they were going to win those first two games with that going on. It was just too much in the wrong direction. And there was even some fielding miscues. It almost looked like they were pressing a little bit. So not terribly shocked that the way things went the way they did. But the fact that they turned on the weekend and was able to make a positive out of it, come out of that series 500, 
I think says something to the team and where they could be trending. They know what's going on. They're regardless of the fact that Charlie Montoyo says he doesn't check the standings every morning. We know he's checking the standings. That's a line of BS. That's right. just you know purely for the media, right? Just to you know give him a little nudge. Oh, I don't care about that. Don't worry about it. And if he didn't really care about that, there's no way in hell he has a job in Major League Baseball. There's just no way of saying it. Yeah. But to that point. I think we saw the bats come alive enough. The fact that George Springer ended up finally getting some good hits after he hit the home run on Saturday. And then yep. ha- I think he went three for four in the game Sunday, correct? He did. So in yep. doing what all things good with him do and hitting the ball, you know, hard line drives, that home run he hit on Sunday was even more impressive than the one he hit on Saturday. So you get him right at the top of that order. Everything else falls into place. And I think that the, as bad as those first two games go with the twins that just showed the flaws in this team and why they need to try covering that up with the offense. And they do have enough to cover up that other stuff when that offense is clicking and they just got to find a way to, to beat good pitching. And yeah, those games that wasn't the best pitching that they should have been facing. No, (laughs) look, I can probably give them a little bit of a slide with Michael Pineda because he kept them in check the week before. And you know what? It is very tough to sweep a four-game series on the road, regardless of who mm-hmm. you're playing. I know they did it against the Yankees back in uh, early September, which really propelled them on this run and got them so much closer. But like that was the first time what they were swept at Yankee Stadium by the Blue Jays since 2003. But then also never had like the lead in that series, like since like mm-hmm. 1904 or something crazy. That crazy stat. So it's tough to do. Yeah. So I I think we all expected Craig in the last show that we had Adam on and Chris. I don't know about you, but I think the majority of Blue Jays fans would have been completely happy with with three of four in that series. Like, even if you won yeah. Thursday, you win Thursday, you get everything back even, and say you drop Friday while the Yankees won, then if you won three out of four, you'd probably be one back in this series against the Yankees as opposed to just, or as opposed to two. And that's the thing that's tough, is you know what? At the end of the day, the split really wasn't that bad, all things considered. I know that it's not the team we were hoping would be just one up on Toronto, especially because Boston's schedule is very soft the rest of the way out, but they still have an opportunity to take care of their own business for the next little while. But you both said something that we should elaborate on a little bit more. It feels like, to Chris, your point, when the Blue Jays were winning and they won those like eight games in a row and they did like 10 out of 12 and then whatever that crazy streak was back in September, Bo was coming up with the big hits and everybody was hitting at that time. Things slow down a little bit. I think it just shows how important Bo Bichette is to this offense, especially when he's batting cleanup. You get George Springer going in on base. You get Simeon on base. And Vlad has been on base a ton. And he's actually been hitting a lot lately, but there's nobody been on in front of him. So Bo comes up with the up runners on. It does seem like he's pressing a little bit lately, but he was the one that said after they swept Oakland back in the beginning of September, he's like, we needed that to realize how good we were. So, Chris, mm-hmm. how confident are you now that the Blues won Saturday and Sunday? You look at the pitching matchups in this upcoming series against the New York Yankees. You have Jamison Tyon going tomorrow against Hunjin Ryu. You have Jose Barrios and Garrett Cole on Wednesday. And then you have Corey Kluber and Robbie Ray on Thursday. Do you think maybe these last two games, plus the fact that there's going to be increased attendance to 30,000 and 15,000 was was loud, like they made a lot of noise. This is going to sound a lot louder and it is a huge series. So are how confident are you feeling the Blue Jays going into this series against the Yankees can either leave 
or welcome Baltimore in just one back of New York or a potential sweep of this series to go one up on them as they go into the Baltimore series. How confident are you that they can turn it around a little bit? Well, I wasn't feeling confident, but now you have me all hyped up for it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try, I'll try, man. If there's they, there's there's two really main things that are going to go along with this, and, and one, I do not fear Garrett Cole as much as the rest of the league because this team mashes velocity, and they've done it against Cole a couple of times this year. Brios has been pitching really well lately. Not worried about that game at all. Not worried about Robbie Ray because Ray for life. That that's easy. Uh, Kluber is washed up trash. Don't worry about him. <laughs> Where to that point, though, I'm he's had about something him. to tank all of a sudden the last few games for the Yankees. But to that no, point, I agree no. with you that Corey Kluber and not Corey Kluber of old. Yeah. Well, yeah, washed up trash. We don't have to worry about it. Not with Robbie Ray on the mound. Come on now. Yeah, let's uh, go. We're, what, we, what we do have to worry about is what version of Hunchin Ryu are we going to get? Yes. And that is at the forefront of a lot of Blue Jays fans' minds right now. Are we going to get uh, ERA leader uh, Hunjin Ryu? Are we going to get 2020 version of Ryu minus the wildcard game? Are we going to get Hunjin Ryu a last couple of starts, which isn't so yeah, happy? Um, or are we going to get the Hunjin Ryu that's been pitching against New York Yankees this year, which has been really good. I don't have really the numbers good. in front of me right now, but he's been really, really good against the Yankees this year. So the question is, which review are we going to get? <laughs> yeah. Because that's going to set the table for the next two games. If we can absolutely demoralize this Yankees team in that first game, I think we're going to be okay. Though another advantage we have, and I know Brendan, you and I talked about this earlier today, no short porch. So there's yes. no cheap home runs. That's right. Uh, Roger Center, yes, is a launching pad. And there's still Judge, Gallo, Rizzo. Like, these guys are still going to hit home runs. Well, guess what? So is Springer, Semyon, Bo, Vlad, DeOscar, Richard. Okay. Yeah. Every, you just go down our list from one into like eight. And you could say nine now because all of a sudden Danny Jansen learned how to hit after yeah, coming know, off right? the IL. Uh, which I'm pretty sure I came on in the beginning of the year with you guys. And we had all had him written off and back yeah. in Buffalo. Um, <laughs> he's got to come back to life and he hasn't done it yet. Um, th those are the two things we hit velocity, which is great. And we're going to be fine that way with Garrett Cole. Do not fear Garrett Cole, unless we get angry Cole, which that makes me a little worried, <laughs> but what were you, are we going to get on Tuesday night? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be very key, extremely key, as Mr. Chris Key says. <laughs> Craig, um, George Springer did heat up, as you mentioned, uh, in the last two games against the Minnesota Twins. So how key will George Springer be to get this series off to a good start on Tuesday? I think, like I said, he sets the tone for this lineup, whether it's either he gets it on base or if it's an actual nice little home run to start off this thing. He is easily going to set the tone for this offense come tomorrow at 7 o'clock. I, it doesn't shock me as soon as we hopefully have a shutdown inning in the first inning. And uh, just to point that out, we all know how well, you know, Hyunjin Ryu pitches on more than six days rest. He's had 10, yeah. 11 days at this point. Um, yeah, to the tune of a, apparently he has a sub three ERA as I'm looking here <laughs> when you go to more, more than six days of rest. 
before this season. It blew up a little bit, but 3.29. I'm not splitting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but to that point, I agree with you that if you get Springer right, and we've seen him do what he did over the weekend here, and against some the one thing that I want to say is that the Twins have a stellar bullpen, regardless of what's going yeah. on. They might not have that lockdown closer, but Springer hitting that home run in the seventh inning on Saturday says something. Him hitting that, I think it was the fifth inning, I, I believe. It was off of their second guy on uh, the bullpen and on Sunday. But to that point, getting Springer going is key. And then it just creates that just onslaught. It sets that confidence level for this team. Between that, something like that, getting off to a good start offensively and pitching wise with, you know, what is now 30,000 screaming Canadians, there is going to be a little bit of a fire lit under their ass. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, better. <laughs> Roger center stocked up on their beer. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, to that point, he's just more screaming, <laughs> yeah. you know, ah, go blue Jays. Oh no. <laughs> All out beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They better. Yeah, no, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be awesome uh, seeing thirty thousand fans there and seeing five hundred level somewhat busy, yet again. I mean, hey, oh we God. said it said it at the top of the show. Fifteen thousand people did make a lot of noise in some of those games. Just imagine what that's gonna be doubled. Imagine what it would be if it was sold out for this series. Like that's mm, incredible. It should be. You think fans it would need to be because, coming out of the woodwork here? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but. Let, let's expand on Hunjin Ryu a little bit because he's kicking things off in this series. And Craig, um, Chris brought up, he has pitched very, very well against the Yankees so far this year. And the Yankees aren't very favorable against non-velocity. And I think that's why Ryu has done very well against them. Relies on location, can get it inside. And the interesting thing was about his start against Minnesota before he went on the injured list, he had one of the highest velocities, if not the highest velocity of his season so far in that start against Minnesota. But he missed his spots. So I'm hoping that with some extra rest, some increased velocity, and there's always the increase of velocity with Hunjin Ryu on a couple extra days rest, that trend will continue and that he will continue to beat the New York Yankees or at least keep them in the game, as you said. So are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling confident about Hunjin Ryu starting? Or are you more so expecting, you know what? Maybe he goes out because you five, six innings, Yankees score a couple runs. Because in my mind, it's more the fact that Jamison Tyon is coming off the injured list and the Blue Jays did hit Tyon earlier in the year. That's what's giving me confidence about tomorrow's game. Not Hunjin Ryu, necessarily. I am expecting him to pitch okay and keep them in it. But I do think the bats are going to get off to a good start. So where are you at with your confident level in game one tomorrow? So this is some weird stuff with um, you know, Ryu's stats for this season. And it just doesn't make any rhyme or reason. He has a better pitching you know, percentage in every category against teams that are better than 500. It's the teams that are below 500 that are kicking his butt. That's true. <laughs> Has Baltimore beat him a, little, a few times? So there's three teams he's done really, really well against this year. Baltimore, Minnesota, and the Yankees. Those three teams are his best statistics for the whole season. The Tw- Tigers beat him up. The Indians beat him up. And so did the Boston Red Sox. But to that point, it is what it is. But he's only, you know, the one bad game really blew him up against the Red Sox. But so far this year against the Yankees, he has a .188 batting average against him in 91 plate appearances. That's a good enough sample size that I'm leaning in the direction I'm trusting him and hoping he can hold him to three runs. If you hold the Yankees offense to three runs and we get to Tyone, Ryu did exactly what we needed him to do. Right. Because it's at least not diving us into the bullpen 
too fucking early in game one yeah it's gonna screw up the remainder of the series because honestly that is my biggest fear for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. yeah i was gonna say what like what's a win with you right now five right now maybe three runs i'd be fine yeah, with it. I, I was yeah i was five or five or getting into the six three yeah. runs Agreed. i think i think you have to be happy with that at this point Easily, hundred percent. And if he and if he gives you seven and one run, then you're over the moon excited. You're loving it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, a Craig's reaction right there. There'll be a lot of that at the Roger Center tomorrow night. That's the case. <laughs> so oh, yeah, no, I I agree with you that if we can get five and three, earn them out of them, I would obviously he does better than that as a win. But yeah, absolutely. to that point, the Blue Jays hitting can back him up, and I think that can happen against Tyone coming back from the IL. And he's just hoping to get right. Yeah. Because the yeah. Yankees eat hit for a playoff push just as much as anybody else. It's amazing the fact that their pitching has been able to string along enough to the fact that they were counting on a lot of innings from Corey Kluber, him, and even the fact that Garrett Cole missed a few outings. Right. You know, so there's been a lot, just as much disarray in the Yankees roster as there has been for the Toronto Blue Jays this year. And it has been amazing that both of these teams are even in this conversation in September baseball going into October. Yeah, no, absolutely. Chris, where are you at with your confidence level in Ryu uh, yesterday? Let's say that bar is five innings or going into the sixth and giving up two or three runs. Are you confident that's what he's going to deliver tomorrow? Because as we said, up at the top, it has not been very pretty the last, like, probably, what, month before he went on the injured list. So where's your confidence level at that Ryu can at least deliver what we just said would be a win? No. Tell <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's well, going to come in in the third. <laughs> okay, now now here's the thing. Ryu's coming off the IL, so he's pitching on longer rest. We know in the past he's pitched a lot better with longer rest. What have you seen in the last month that suggests that he's going to come out and do what we want him to? Uh, Not a lot. So you got to show me before I can have any kind of confidence in you. I know he's pitched well against the Yankees. I know he's supposed to be our top gun. Uh, I'm not confident at all. Yeah. But I'm not confident. Okay. My whole speech before about how... Robbie Ray for life and like I'm not afraid of cold <laughs> like <clears throat> I sit on pins and needles ev- from first pitch sorry about 15 minutes before per- first pitch until about like an hour and a half after last pitch and I'm going through Twitter d- scrolling through and watching everybody slowly become more and more sick as the night goes yeah, on yeah it, but that's what this is and and it, am I confident in Ryu to to get with the question no but like you kind of have to be as well yeah yeah if that makes sense like you you have he's he's the guy out he's throwing Uh, whether they have mats ready um to to come in um i think you have to as well because i stripling doesn't give me any kind of confidence right now merriweather doesn't give me any kind of confidence right now uh, so you have to have mats at the ready. I'm going to say, and if for some miracle Ryu gets through seven innings and then you go to either Simber or Pearson uh, or Richards or Mesa and then Ramon and everything is peachy with the world. Right. You have to have mats ready for that game against 
uh, for Barrios. And you yeah. have to have that game or have mats ready for the game against. If anything goes squirrely in the first two or three innings, Matt's has to come in easily. And easily. not and, and not to say that Matt's is going to be a godsend and change the game for us at all, but you have to keep everything in check and you have to keep the game close. You have to give you have to give the offense a chance to come back. Yeah, yeah, you have to give them a chance to hit the ball. You have to. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we if, if you go one and two this series, then you might as well just start yeah. Pearson and start Merriweather against against Baltimore. Yeah. Like unless Boston gets swept still. Like we're gonna talk about then, that in a minute. Because yeah. <laughs> so, there's a lot going on here. It's not but, just the blue days of Yankees. <laughs> let, let's elaborate on Stephen Matz a little bit because I know Adam was the exact same way as you are, Chris, when we recorded on Wednesday after the game and we were talking about what was likely to happen with Ryu starting Tuesday. This not only lines them up for Tuesday, it also lines them up for Sunday, which is the last day of the season. And if he goes out there and has a bit of a rough outing tomorrow and they lose, let's say they do manage to win the last two of the series and then we sweep Baltimore because that's probably what it'll have to take at that point. You have Ryu lined up for game 162. So... What? Yeah, I know. That's where it gets a little a little dicey. And I guess that's where I want to go with this next. As we talked about Steven Matz, Matz has been better than Ryu the last little while. I know there's last outing against Minnesota. On You're Thursday with stressing Nocker. me out already. I, I, this yeah, is, I'm going to go back to pull my beard. This is what it's <laughs> all about. There's no game and I'm already stressing. I'm sweating. <laughs> This is good. Oh, yeah. I'm going to not feel feelings anymore. I'm going to just no, take this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, boys, but this is just what it's come down to. It is all stressed for the rest of the season, unless they just totally blow chunks in this three-game series, and then we'd all be stress-free on the weekend and probably watch football or something. But, uh, but yeah, what, so like, less stress. Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> less stressful. But I guess I don't know which one of you want to take it first. Chris, you can go and run with this one. Is why didn't they go with Stephen Matz uh, tomorrow? I know Matz didn't pitch well on the Thursday before. The last time he faced the Yankees, he actually pitched quite well in that four-game series, and he's pitched well since the All-Star break. And you think, okay, you have Matt's lined up for game 162 at that point, especially because you don't know what you're going to get from Ryu. So I don't know. I think maybe all of our thought processes are you start Ryu and just what you just said. Matt's is there for the second inning or the third inning. If Ryu gets in trouble in the first, he gets out of it. He gets a couple base runners on in the second. Matz is ready to go. But why didn't they just decide to start Steven Matz? Because engine Ryu is making $20 million. Yeah. And that's the only reason. He's a le- he's more of your sure thing is what it really comes down to. I know Matz has been quote unquote better this year than he has been, but Ryu is, has been good until the month. <laughs> but I feel I feel with Matt's and Manoa's done this the last couple of outings as well. Is Matt's can fight through five innings. He can battle. Ryu cannot fight through five innings. He's either got it or he's flaming hot garbage. Yeah, and that's the difference. And for me right now, I would rather a guy that can fight and give me five innings. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I think with you. it's one of those things that honestly, how much do you think of this is because they want to make sure that they have Ryu right-ish for a playoff run. They're going to well, let him go out there and just see what happens because yeah. he's got, honestly, guys, him and Matt's are probably the guys that are out in the three-man rotation for the playoffs. So you got to have them somewhere. You're throwing Ryu and all that money into the bullpen at that point. They want to make sure that he has some innings before that. So uh, even if he, he, he won't two, come out of the bullpen. I'm with you. No. 
and, and you know no, what? I said this. He won't come out of the bullpen. Ago. I said this a couple weeks ago to to Adam and to you, Craig, when we were recording. That's why if they do get in the million dollars that Chris just said, why he's starting tomorrow and lined up for 162, he paid him all that money. The significance of the signing, he would get a playoff start if they get into a DS. Yeah, yeah. And, and he may he may only get one. Yeah, yeah. Like if you make it to the to the, I guess they'd be what the CS. He, I then he may not because you could screw around with things a little bit more and there's an off day in there. You could run with three men. Yeah. Uh, and if something happens to Ray at that point where he's pitching on short rest and gets hurt, well, then you have no commitment to him next year. Right. But to that point, you have a valuable arm in your bullpen for like a Randy Johnson situation. I know he doesn't throw heat, so don't make that comparison. <laughs> but the fact that you have somebody that can go out and throw junk for an inning or two, if you did get off to that bad start with any starter in the in the five game series, anyways, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself. But yeah, yeah. Without him playing tomorrow, you don't even know what you have because honestly, guys, I don't know what you guys saw his last few starts. I'm wondering how much he was actually legit healthy in those two outings, and yeah, if he was no, trying no, to be no. that guy and just power through because right. he is supposed to be the guy for this team. Yeah. And, to that point, I don't know. And like I said, I'm using him tomorrow as a complete wild card against the Yankees. But soon as, like you guys said, I'm pulling that ripcord on that parachute pretty damn quickly. Very fast. And just yeah. Yeah. yeah, even if it, if you got to pull Ryu in the third inning, and do it. You <laughs> and you you need you you think you might need Mats, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, sh-, or you don't think you need Mats, and all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, we need him for a few innings. Um, you put Pearson in for, you put Pearson in for an inning, blow him out of the water, especially if it's anywhere near the top of that order, you blow him away for an inning and then bring Matt's in to, to clean yeah. up three or so yeah. innings Agreed. through the middle. Yeah. Cause he can warm Plus up faster than Matt's yeah. would. Yeah, exactly. Plus we've seen it too, that Ryu tends if he has problems right off the bat, or it's like exactly. that second or third time back around the lineup. If you yeah. have Matt's ready to plug into that third, second time through the lineup, fine, fucking do it. Just run, let him run through it. It'll really mess with the Yankee hitters. I know it's two lefties, but it's two different kinds of lefties. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Now, I know I've already written off Stripling, but it, wasn't he really good against the Yankees this year? I think he had one or two good starts for sure. I know he's yeah. it, it, he check. started that second game. Yeah, pull it up, Mr. Stat. Yeah. I'm almost positive he had one like really, really good start again against them and then another one that was pretty good. Yeah. That I, I other than because the one that I keep on thinking of is the second game of the year when he started, but that was before the mechanical adjustment. After mechanical adjustment, I'm pretty sure he's had at least one really good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where Stripling fits in the rest of the way. To be honest, like he's there in case of an emergency with Barrios or Ray on Thursday, maybe. But that's also kind of what you have Mats back there for. Yeah, well, 22 runs yeah. against the Orioles, and then you throw yeah. him out there for four innings. Yeah, hey, let's do that. <laughs> it doesn't show on Baseball Reference, but he did have two starts. Against the Yankees, 46 players uh, uh, play appearances by Yankee hitters, 3.5 ERA. Yeah, see, that's not bad. No. Yeah, but the, and the and the the first start was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, actually, I take that. It was 10 innings, four and a half ERA. That was that. Uh, I was looking at his strikeouts. Oh, okay. Okay. Not, okay. So they break it up really weird on Baseball Reference. I screwed up. <laughs> That's all right. We'll give you. That's why you're in the stats. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also hosting. I gotta, I gotta keep the uh, the agenda and the conversation flowing. 
no, our but, next show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let, let's move on. I think we're all kind of in agreement with the Ryu thing for tomorrow. It's like we want to be hopeful. We want to believe in the fact that he is the ace, this, like one of the most significant signings in Blue Jays history before George Springer. I am very 50-50. I'm trying to talk myself into it, but Chris, to your point, what have we seen this month that makes us believe he can go out there and do even five with three runs or six with three runs? So it'll be interesting to see. The middle game is where things get interesting because it's Garrett Cole, and I know we beat Garrett Cole the last time out, and he hasn't been that great his last couple turns to the rotation. The Cleveland Indians kicked up out of him a couple weeks ago. Uh, <coughs> spider attack. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. The spider attack. The best part, uh, yeah, well, the best part about that whole start against the uh, Indians was the fact that I don't know if you saw when he they pulled him. Oh, Boom yeah, comes yeah. out the it turns around yeah. right to the freaking scoreboard and goes, <laughs> yeah, he's pissed off that the Red Sox and the Jays were winning. I do remember that, actually. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, so that, that that middle game is going to be very, very interesting because you have a Garrett Cole who, yeah, I mean, he's still Garrett Cole at the end of the day, no matter how bad he's been. But you have Jose Barrios, who you made a huge splash to get. You traded away significant mm-hmm. prospect capital to get. So, Craig, if you are ranking your confidence in game number two, knowing that you're going up against Garrett Cole, knowing that Barrios has put very, very well since his mechanical adjustment and trip to Mr. Pete Walker um, since that Tigers series. Um, how are you feeling for the second game? Because, it, look, this is the way it's going to go in my mind, guys. If they win two out of three or they sweep, you obviously – I think tomorrow you have to win. You start off with a win, get that gap between you and the Yankees down to one game. Tuesday or sorry Wednesday you got Garrett Cole could go either way if the Blue Jays win I think it's like a 3-2 or 4-3 some like some type of game like that it'll be close Barrios pitched well Cole pitches well maybe a run comes in later in the game and that either sets you up for the possibility on Thursday with Robbie Ray to bring the gap back down to one game before you play Baltimore or surpass him by a game so Craig what are you feeling for Wednesday's game with Jose Barrios and Cole? You ready for sleeping declarations? <laughs> yes. What, what, uh-oh, what is it? Jose Barrios will have his first defining Blue Jay moment in a, uh, on Wednesday. And yeah, honestly, yeah. guys, watching him trend the way he's been trending, this could look very similar to what Marcus Stroman did in 2015 for his ALCS performance. It's going to be something epic, I think. He He's very similar as much as I hate. I just don't even want to make this comparison because I like Barrios so much more than Stroman. <laughs> yeah. But to that point, they are two very similar players where they feed off of the environment. This is full scale Blue Jay fandom that he's going to experience for the first time. And I think he's going to use that as a weapon to destroy Yankee hitters. I really do. And watching him pitch and these mechanical changes and everything, I've only seen him getting stronger and stronger each start. So I really think that this is going to be a threat for the New York Yankees come Wednesday. And to your point, though, I don't think it's going to be a crazy runaway scoring game for either side. This is going to be one of those things where Derek Cole and him are going to go toe-to-toe, and it's going to look like a a future Cy Young battle (laughs) in the next couple of years. And I think it's going to be something that Blue Jays fans are going to really remember. Yeah, yeah. Chris, how about you? To go with what Craig was saying about feeding off the energy, that's why I wish Manoa was pitching in this series. Yeah, I really wish yeah. Manoa was pitching in this series. That that just it, it kind of just clicked, and that just it sent lots of happy thoughts in my mind. Yes. <laughs> um, the Blue Jays exactly. need to get. No, I still think he's too young to deal with it too. Is the other no, catch. I, don't I like so at all. Baltimore series. I don't so think much. so at all. <laughs> 
No, I I think Manoa Manoa thrives in those moments. There's an interesting kind of psychological game with that, isn't there? And by no means am I a professional in this field at all. But some people have it, some people don't. And Manoa is somebody who thrives under pressure just like Marcus Stroman does like you see how Stroman pitches in these big games and there there's something that just clicks and a switch turns on in their head and it's very very interesting and magical to watch isn't it yeah um where were we uh so Rio's the, cool. yeah no. Rio's cool. there we go <laughs> the Blue Jays need to get to Garrett Cole in the first inning yeah if they don't get to him in the first inning, we're going to have all sorts of trouble with him. You got to score two, maybe three in that first inning to get him a little shaky uh, and make him battle. You got to run that pit as much as you don't want to really run into the New York bullpen. The first, the, the front half of the New York bullpen is flaming hot garbage. Yes, Once is. you get into the back end of that bullpen, it seems now that Chapman's kind of figured things out. You don't want to be in a close yeah he's human trash but anywho um <laughs> I think yeah i know i keep t- i keep telling you guys exactly how i feel today <laughs> hey, bring, bring it on bring it's it. like having you on this show one yeah. honest yeah. plays well here on the barroom chat <laughs> yeah so but if you can get to cole and run that pitch count up early you got a really good chance in that game but if you let cole get comfy and he has i don't know a 10 12 pitch first inning Woo, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah. We'll fight. We'll fight. And Barrios will keep you in it, but it's going to be tough. You let yeah. Cole go seven. You let Cole go seven innings. That becomes a real challenging game to win. And you better yeah, hope that you yeah. win that first game in that case, then. Oh, 100%. That's why Tuesday you have to win. And this is probably a stupid question, but the last game of the year, and Chris, we'll start with you on this one. It's <laughs> uh, it's your man crush. It's the guy you pick every week for picks to click. Uh, stupid question, but uh, how are you not anything but 100% confident that they win the Robbie Ray start on Thursday? <laughs> Especially oh, the lock. Yeah, it's Chris Key's lock of the week. Yeah, I wish I had a giant lock, but oh, I gotta get you know, like those old Fisher Price ones I used to use when Jimmy Key was pitching. <laughs> no, that's my lock of the week. You're gonna see something special from Robbie Ray. He had to fight a little bit in his last start. A um, little bit of the umpires screwing around. And there's been a lot of talk about that right now, about umpires and kind of seeing what happened in the in the Tampa series, obviously, a little bit in the Minnesota series. Definitely what the hell happened in Boston last night was just peak Joe oh, West God, all over again. It was Ugh. just the defining, you know, he's got like, what, six more games in his career to just... When you Do get what Joe he doing his past Angel Hernandez impression, though, things are going a little south. Just saying. Yeah, like, no kidding. <laughs> if you could put an umpiring crew together of Joe West, Angel Hernandez, Vic Carapaza, and C.B. Buckner together, <laughs> I just, I wonder what kind of fireworks would happen then. It would that just would be, be the big, like, you wouldn't even have to send teams out there. You wouldn't have to send teams out there because everybody would be thrown out and it'd just be the biggest show you've ever it'd be like watching Cirque du Soleil you might as well yeah. just buy Cirque du Soleil tickets that's Here's all your it comparison. is Leslie Nielsen <laughs> uh Naked Gun that whole rip you know where he was the umpire in that scene if you guys have seen that movie that's just gonna be him going yep. like, <laughs> and striking people out every five seconds when the ball was good throw this is freaking nuts <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited for the Robbie Ray start on Thursday he's 
he's been my guy all through. As soon as he came over, I was hooked with him and I knew something special was was on the way with him. But like, I don't know if it'll be that defining moment or anything, but he's he's going to go out there and truly put a stamp on why he is this year's Cy Young winner. And you called that from day one. You really did. Yeah, and if, did. Anybody, if, any, if anybody doesn't believe us, go back and search Chris Key, your handle, and Robbie Ray and go back and see. This was like all the way back and like as soon as he re-signed back in uh, November. Definitely like, spring hey, training. Cy Young. Yeah, it's spring training, 100%. That's when the campaign yeah. began. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I really think with you on the fact that, that I think that's a lock, especially against Corey Kluber. Um, Craig, are you with uh, Chris on the fact that that win in this series is a lock? Yeah, so to this point, the Blue Jays win one of the first two games. Robbie Ray is going to come out like he's on fire or his pants are even tighter, whichever way you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My pants gonna... just got tighter. <laughs> it's getting hotter in here. It's getting hotter in here. Somebody threw it off the temperature. Oh, as Chris goes swing, <laughs> so to that point, um, I, if the Blue Jays win because he gets that start on Wednesday, like you would fairy tale write this whole thing, he is the Cy Young. Period. I don't care what the f- Garrett Cole has done. Hitting every off every p- pitching category right with Garrett Cole, and he's going to single handedly pitch the Blue Jays into the playoffs at that point. There's just dumbfounded, like ridiculous. It's got to happen. But to that point, just as much as I said that Jose Barrios is going to have his defining moment as a Blue Jay, we are going to see the best of Bobby Ray on Wednesday. And I don't think anybody can stop that man in that kind of mindset right now. He is, to your point, locked in. (laughs) So... The Blue Jays could score one run on Wednesday. I think that would be enough for Robbie Ray to run through everybody. Oh, I would not be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I I think we've all just guaranteed a sweep this week then. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. We've kind of talked ourselves into it, but let's save the predictions for after this other topic of conversation because obviously this is what the Blue Jays can control, this Yankees series, and they can get ahead of them. They could get one game back of them before they welcome in the Baltimore Orioles, but there is another path. And it's not necessarily a path I think any of us wanted. And that was... I've waited on. Yeah, yeah, very much not. (laughs) The the other path is hoping that Baltimore and the Washington Nationals can steal a couple games from the Boston Red Sox this week. I personally don't think the Red Sox are going to run the table here. I think they cough one up against Baltimore, and I think they cough one up against Washington. I think they they go 4-2 this week is what I'm saying the Boston Red Sox do. But that being said, Craig... Are you more confident in being able to catch and surpass the Boston Red Sox versus the New York Yankees? Or are you still wanting, like, I don't know how confident you are in that with given the fact they're playing Baltimore and Washington. But I think a couple losses are in there. So if they mix in two losses, you go five and one, then you have a tie with Baltimore or with, with Boston at that point. But I don't know. Where do you sit on, on that path? To this point, unfortunately, it's too easy for the Red Sox, in my opinion, to take one of these wild card spots back from the Blue Jays or the Yankees. And it's just it, the writing's on the wall. I think, regardless of the fact that they what lost five, I think in a row, well three in a row, just the Yankees. I thought they lost a couple in the series before, but to that point, the Yankees got to turn around after playing us. And like I said, there's no way in hell that this is not going to be a bloodbath between these two teams the next three days. That that we might as well marquee that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the the Yankees turn around and have to go play Tampa. That's, I think, the bigger thing here than anything. And I think with the Blue Jays turning around and being able to hopefully, you know, if they take a game or two, 
and the Yankees, knowing that they can go and take at least probably two from the Orioles because the Orioles somehow managed to steal one from us every goddamn time. <laughs> that the Rays, even their bench players, they always have the math to seem like they know how to beat the damn Yankees. So I'm hinging my, all my money if the Blue Jays somehow caught this series. The fact that the Rays are still going to be a pain in the ass for the New York Yankees that last series of the baseball this year. And correct me if I'm wrong, is it in Tampa? Uh, it's at Yankee Stadium. Ah, uh, it's at Yankee Stadium. But still, to that point, it's still the damn Rays. Yeah. And, and they don't want it. If, if they're looking at the schedule who the Rays could be playing in the AL- ALCS, you've got to be thinking that they, they've had better luck against the Yankees and Red Sox. If they could fuck one of them over, <laughs> they're going to try and do it. Hey, did Robert Kiermaier say he wanted to play the Blue Jays? That's how you help them. Strange feeling that might happen. Yeah. And what better way to freaking uh, storybook a, you know, <laughs> the promo video for that wild or that uh, series, right? Yeah, yeah. Chris, the Red Sox are starting series at Baltimore tomorrow by throwing Chris Sale at them, and then mm. Nate Evaldi. So I don't know how comfortable you are with the path of catching and surpassing the Red Sox, given who they're playing, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I think at this point, I'd rather take my chances of catching New York than Boston. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think um, trying to deal with Boston, unless they have an epic... It, okay, I don't know how... Let's start by saying this. I don't know how Boston has made this far this year. I know. But somehow they have. So we have to credit them with being at least a reputable team this year. I, I'm not going to go as far to say that they're a good team because I still don't believe that they are a good team, but they are a reputable team and have to respect that. Are the Yankees a good team as well? That's it depends on what week it is. Are the Blue Jays yeah. a good team? Also depends on which week it is. <laughs> um, Every team that's not a flawed team in our freaking division somehow is the Tampa Bay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boston with the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles, I believe Boston does take care of business. And they punched their ticket probably sooner than later, I'm going to say. Our, to, to expand on this topic, our best and easiest option or way to get to the playoffs is through 163. And I believe that's exactly what it is going to come down to. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. And that's actually a really good segue because this is the last topic I want to get into before we get into predict making our official predictions, putting that down in writing or words uh, and picks to click <laughs> is Jeff Passan tweeted today. And this is crazy because it all sounds like it very much happened. If the Blue Jays take two <laughs> to three from the Yankees and sweep the Orioles, all of which is very possible, you go five and one. The Yankees then take two or three from the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Red Sox win four of six against Baltimore and Washington. All that sounds like it could very well happen. If that happens, you have a three-way tie for two wildcard spots. And as Jeff Passan says, I love chaos. And then that goes into a whole bunch of tiebreaker scenarios that are way too complicated to explain on here and would take way too long. And I don't want to go off on that sort of a tangent. So you don't want no, to it, that, that one's really not that one's really not that complicated. So I guess basically, so. basically the, the the team with the highest win percentage of those teams gets to pick their fate. Right. So you get to choose whether you take option A or option B. So option A is you go straight to the winner's gate or the straight to the wild card, I guess. Is it straight to the wild card? Or you get two shots at it. Club A is basically 
Yeah. Club A hosts Club B in the first game. The wheels right into the wild card game. The loser yeah, that's it. goes and plays Club C. So Club B yeah. is the one with guaranteed two spots. Well, mm. I could actually, yeah, if you're Club A or Club B, you have two shots of punching your ticket to play. Yes. We believe if it's between the Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are Club B. Yeah, they're second. Because they, we have the tiebreaker against the Yankees no matter what. We have the tiebreaker, yeah. yes. And Boston had a better record against the Yankees, but Boston has a better record than Blue Jays. Yeah. So Boston would, dep- and I don't think it matters what happens in the series. Um, I believe it's Boston, Toronto, New York. Yeah. And then if we really want to get crazy, if there's a four-way, then <laughs> it's basically A versus B play to see who gets into the wild card game, and then C and D play to see who gets into the wild card. And then if if there's a five-way tie, oh god, that <laughs> thing is it's that Rob, close. Man- Rob Manfred is going to have to do some really quick thinking because there's nothing in the rules to establish what happens in a five-way tie. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so let's bring on a five-way tie. Because <laughs> <you're trying laughs> then, because Rob Manfred is going to bring in a home run derby then, and then we're going to put Guerrero out, and then we're going to win. <laughs> or he's going to do something ridiculous and do a coin flip, and it's going to be broadcasted on ESPN. <laughs> Yeah, with Alex Rodriguez commentating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all the people in the world. Him and Joe Buck together or something just to make my like skin crawl. <laughs> no, 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 no. A Rod and Harold Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, I know the controversy with Reynolds, and, but I don't care. I yeah. <laughs> Buck Martinez. Yes, yes. <laughs> he will be very. <laughs> We're just there for useless commentary as well. <laughs> You know, you got to hit the ball into the field to actually get hits, right? <laughs> you have to hit Great the ball in the air. To go to make a very ball. quick comment about our commentators lately, I've really enjoyed Tabler with Shulman. Yeah, they've been fantastic. That's they've worked. really good. I'm surprised, but it's, that has worked. Yeah. Like, at, all these years, everybody thought that Tabler was the problem. Maybe Buck. <laughs> Maybe Buck isn't feeding him enough. Yeah. And, like, I really don't have any problems with Buck. Like, he's, like, the voice of the Blue Jays, like, growing up and through my childhood and whatever. So I have some weird sentimental kind of attachment to his voice. But, like, Shulman and Tabler have been really, really good. And it's great to have Ben Wagner back, just to throw that out there. Just to throw this out here, Chris, you know why we started this show originally, right? Uh, (laughs) Lame excuse to get drunk once a week. (laughs) <laughs> well, there was that. But the other fact was that we actually started this off as the bird watching game cast and once a month at the game to goof around with us all together. So you didn't have to listen to the audio from the ball game. You could listen to us instead. We did it live oh, during okay. the game all the time. <laughs> and enough, I started enough. doing it. And I had Brendan, Adam, all these people coming on for a bit inning here and there. And it worked out very fun to the point that Brendan and I were like, you know what? We should just make our own show. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> And here we are all these years later. <laughs> it's part of the fan side network, ironically. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is very true. But yeah, no, it's going to be crazy, guys. It's going to be a crazy finish. I think we know our fate is going to lie, obviously, in this three-game series with the New York Yankees. So let's put each other on the hot spot. Craig, you go first. This upcoming three-game series with the Yankees, we've gone over the pitching matchups. We've gone over what it should take to win at least two out of three. They have to win two out of three. Anything less, and you could kiss the season goodbye at that point. So, Craig, what is your official prediction for this series? Is it going to be a sweep? Are you that confident? Or are you going to be conservative and go two out of three? 
I'm going to go two out of three because of the Hyunjin Ryu wild card tomorrow night. And honestly, the only reason I'm even thinking we might even have a 60-40 chance of winning with Ryu on the mound tomorrow is the fact that Danny Jansen is actually once again healthy. And right. he has thrown really, really well specifically to Danny Jansen throughout this season. I think maybe one of those things that contributed to him going off the rails was all of a sudden he had to deal with Riley Adams and Reese uh, McGuire. Who knows? I have no idea, but like I said, it's just enough of a wrench in the thing for a guy that is the ace that you were getting the better catcher. That right. might have been just enough to the, throw a wrench into it initially, which caused maybe a slight mechanical issue or pressing to the point where he got hurt. But to that point, I think two out of three is where the Blue Jays are being because, like I said, I don't see how Jose Barrios in a packed house with all that adrenaline running through him is not anything but insanely good. And then we know what we're getting from that start from Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is going to leave every ounce and every yell and growl on that, that Rogers center. And it's going to be fun. So where you're going is they lose Tuesday. So they lose tomorrow to go three back. You win the last two of the series to uh, go into Baltimore one back. And okay. unfortunately, as much as I don't want it. I I'm, I'm having trouble swallowing the fact that it's going to be anything different. Yeah. Okay. All right, Chris, where are you going? I think we lost him. Oh, <laughs> it says you're muted. You're on mute. There you are. There I am. I'm going to go one and two. <laughs> one and two? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go one and two, so then I'm not disappointed, but then I can be ultra happy <laughs> when they go two and one or three, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Uh, this is tough. I actually do think they <clears> win. Throat> throat> I think they win Ryu tomorrow. I really do. And that's more so for the fact that Jamison Tyon's pitching, and I think they score some runs early. So they bring the gap down to one game. I think they lose the middle game, personally. I don't think they beat Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole's going to come back, get himself right before the playoffs. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be like a 3-2, 4-3 type of game. Barrios is going to pitch well. And then Robbie Ray delivers, like we all have said and agreed he will. I think at the end of the day, the Blue Jays go into hosting Baltimore and the Yankees go into hosting the Rays. One game up. Where that leaves Boston remains to be seen. We'll see what happens with the Red Sox and the Orioles. I'm not trusting that. I'm go Orioles. Yankees only. Yeah, go Orioles as much as possible. But yeah, I think that will set up one game back when you come or when Baltimore comes to Toronto. And if that is the case, gentlemen, that means that game 161 is going to be super meaningful, depending on what happens on Friday. Even if they lose on Friday and the Yankees win two games, you still can win the last two and force a tiebreaker. So at, at minimum, you win two out of three, then you're guaranteed to host every single game count the rest of the way out. And it's going to be stressful, and there's going to be a lot of puke, and there's going to be a lot of shit, and there's going to be a lot of, oh my goodness, what the hell, and a lot of beard pulling and pulling out our hair. But that's what we've signed up for. And this, again, this last week, we're all very inexperienced at this kind of stuff in September because it's very rare that the Blue Jays are in it this late uh, over the course of the last well, 20 Well, it's not this close this yeah. late. Exactly. In all Blue Jays' tenure that they've made the playoffs, it hasn't been this close except for 1985, I think. It was the year we unfortunately just missed the playoffs because of the damn Detroit Tigers. <laughs> well, 20, 2016 came down to the last day of the season. or Sorry, the second last day when they won to clinch, but then they still had to win mm-hmm. Game 162 to host the wild card game. Host. But they were in a playoff spot at the time. Mm-hmm. There was no worry about that. They still have to try to get back into a playoff spot, and that's why it's mm-hmm. super stressful. And none right. of us have experience with this. <laughs> yeah. I, I said I said on Twitter today, or sorry, Craig. I, I said on Twitter today that uh, 
Like we wanted meaningful September baseball, but I think when we meant meaningful September baseball, that meant going into the last week, five games up yes. instead of this, because this yeah. is not healthy for any of us. No, like, it's the not. hospitals are yeah. full. The hospitals are already full with COVID patients. They don't need people for like, <laughs> yeah, just anxiety Riot. and stress J- and J stress and heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Your symptoms. But to that point, uh, I did all my, my, my fingernails and I drank too much because <laughs> you got shelled in the second inning. Now I have to have my stomach yeah. pumped. <laughs> Depression. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, as I was mentioning, if uh, you know, if you guys can't wait till you know game time tomorrow, there's a really good documentary on the Blue Jays for 1985 um, on YouTube. Check it out. It was really really cool and fun to watch. So as a blue, I I was only born in '84, so I had to, I heard about this, so I had to watch. <laughs> but um, do you guys see tomorrow being maybe a slugfest because of the, you know, back into the both those pitchers coming back from the IL really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm thinking. I'm thinking something ridiculous. Like it's going to be a 15, 16 ball game. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> not, not quite that. I, I'm thinking gonna like the eight, fuck out her. eight, eight, six or That's what I was something gonna, in that, yeah. in that range is probably. I just, but then they're going to surprise I just us. Weird feeling. Do nothing. Just weird feeling yeah. that something offensive but, is going to be ridiculous well, tomorrow. The other two games are going to be so out. Especially with the way the Yankees are hitting right now, too, right? Like, Stanton's coming up with some massive hits. Oh, like, they're playing horrible God. defense. They're playing defense of the 2020 Blue Jays. But, yeah. <laughs> That's true. The Blue Jays, the ticket to this, essentially, is the Blue Jays need to capitalize on those moments. They need to come up big when the Yankees play horrible defense. You know Gardner's going to come up and do something stupid and just... I get a little bit annoyed when like Blue Jays Twitter goes off the handle with Brett Gardner because like <laughs> secret secretly I love Brett Gardner because he's one of those guys that you just he's loathe. Yeah. But like I want him Please on our team so bad. Like he's one of those guys that you want on your team so bad, but like when you're playing against him, you're like fucking this guy again. He's a grinder like, with you. Hundred yeah. percent. Like, I get annoyed when everybody's like, oh, Brett Gardner again. It's like, well, of course, like he's done it yeah. for the last 34 years against the Blue Jays. Like, oh, so. man. Yeah, it's going to be stressful. We got covered for at least this episode as kind of like a preview for the next uh, six days and more, more specifically the next three days, because that's what the season's going to come down to. Craig, I'm turning it over to you. You have the list of picks to click. We'll go over last I week. Do. We have Chris's pick already locked in. None of us picked Robbie Ray last week, so I'm changing yeah. mine. Because oh, he's actually going to be on the show. He feels like he could change it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, right. okay. Don't get me wrong. Robbie Ray is going to be Robbie Ray, and it's going to be the greatest thing I've seen from him. But I'll let you guys pick first, and then okay. I'll. If what you don't pick, if you don't pick my picked click, then I will pick mine. But if one of you does, then I will go with Robbie Ray. Okay. Oh, there okay. it is. So Unless I'm gonna one... actually because I forgot to put it on Twitter. I'm gonna use as the tiebreaker for the week before. So oh, yeah. not this previous week, but the week before. Oh, Adam, that's a lot of beers ago. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, just you know, before your wedding. Well, that week, all right. <laughs> so because I watched a lot of Blue Jays that week. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> semi semi and flatter. It was semi and flatter right? Um, that week. That week, Vlad didn't drive in a lot of runs that week. I feel that was kind of the start of Bo's scuffling, so I'm going to have to go with Semyon. 
I kind of was in that same ballpark. So, at, uh, Brendan, we once again are just continuing to bury everybody because that's where we were leaning everybody because we were all like, well, they all can't have any kind of shitty weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the week the offense went on a drought. Yeah. So, last week, Brendan had Springer, uh, Adam had Teoscar, and then I had Vlad, and you had Robbie Ray. <laughs> Robbie Ray stopped the losing streak, so that's pretty. That's pretty much. That's a, that's very I much. I'm actually thinking he actually probably takes that because the only one I think out of those other two, Teoscar was a you know typical Teoscar, but he didn't have a whole month. He had yeah, a few yeah. key RBIs. So you're telling you guys are telling me in the last two weeks none of you chose Gell? No. Wow, you all haven't been paying attention, have you? I know. <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, he had to have a freak accident for us to think about him. Apparently, I thought I I must have picked him four or five weeks like randomly before that hot streak, and I kept getting beat with him. So I'm like, stop what he's been consistently doing. You know, he's very <laughs> so, quietly. He's very quietly so good. Like last yeah. year, he hit 300, and nobody 60 games, whatever. But like, if he didn't start so bad this year, he would have been hitting over 300 again. Oh, he's easily. Like, Easy. And then the fact that he's sneaking up on 30 home runs again. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's got 80 or 90 RBIs, too. So he's had one of the best Blue Jays yeah. seasons like that yeah. we've had to a seven-hitter ever. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to see any tweets through the offseason of Jose Ramirez for Lourdes Gurriel. Trade all the prospects <laughs> you want, but you get rid of Gurriel. You're, you losing a, you're losing quite a bit out of this lineup that Jose Ramirez isn't going to give you back. I think the biggest thing on that whole topic with Flores Gurriel Jr. is actually just as much as he is good and amazing offensively, he is one of the best intangible guys on this team as far as you, him and Vlad are BFFs for life, man. What's that going to do to somebody like Vlad not having that go-to person in the dugout just to goof around with to get out of the mental space of a you know a slump or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, there's um, something to say about that. Yeah, A great yeah. time, and I think he, him... Vlad and Teoscar and Bo are just so critical to the Colorado Blue Jays right now. Mm. You can't throw a wrench in that. And I don't care who you're getting in return. Unless it is literally the King's ransom, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's tough because Jose Ramirez would be so nice. <laughs> but yeah, you, you, you could you could, you could buy that this this spring or this winter, I guess. It'll right. probably be spring after by the time they figure out the CBA. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, probably. Anyways, so did we go with, on with your picks play? <laughs> Me? Right no, way. I told you. I, oh, yeah, Robbie Ray definitely won. I don't even know, don't even know who no, else. I actually, I actually, my vote is Robbie Ray as well because he stopped okay. the losing streak. I'm all right. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, he, honestly, out of that group, I think Robbie Ray last against the game because of that fact that he did stop sliding. He was, exactly. even though he had a rough day, he still managed to he get grinded. a big game. He grinded. So anyway, to that point, I'm in the school of thought that our guests should be the one picking first. But if you want to defer and be last, you can. No last. You guys can pick because I have my – I unless you guys pick Robbie Ray and my pick to click, <laughs> then I really got a scuffle. But I don't think you guys are, so go ahead. So to the fun part is this window could actually be pretty short. We were talking about maybe doing a weekend show, depending on how this Yankees series goes. <laughs> So I, could, I would, I would I'm, personally pick for six days. Okay. Do six, six days. Hmm. Good either way. I'm confident. I'm, I think the confidence for Bo is going to come back. I'm going to run with Bo Bichette. You're going Bo? 
I'm going Bo. Okay. Better. Bo knows got Bo knows getting to the playoffs. He did it with the Fisher Cats. <laughs> Can I pick George Springer for a second week in a row because he didn't win? <laughs> I, I I'll allow it. I for, I forget what the rule was with that. I'm pretty sure you couldn't pick the same guy, but uh, uh, I thought that was only if they, that that person won pick pick the click. So because we, we didn't that rule, make it a rule law. <laughs> I mean, hey. Uh, if it's allowed, I'm going to take George Springer because he got off to a good start, and I think personally he keeps it rolling, and that's going to be a large reason why they definitely win at least two out of three in the series. So George Springer. We'll get the phone and typical pick for Man Corsair because him and I are fighting for the last spot. <laughs> so go ahead, Mr. Key. Okay, now I got to go for Robbie Ray. Yeah, uh, because you were going to take Springer, weren't you? I was going to take Springer because <laughs> he's going to put the team on his back this series. I will give. A 1A to Rob A, but do not doubt Jordan Romano's importance in this series. True. If there, if there are close games, he needs to be pitching the 8th and the ninth inning. Yeah. And if not, you need to get Nate Pearson in some left spots and get them in quick. And yeah. you have to be quick on the trigger with him. Blow those Yankees hitters away. And don't mess around with your changeup. Don't mess around with your slider. Pump on a 1. Yeah, fastball. I think blow it by them. Give them your game best. Is, yeah, I think tomorrow is actually going to be a point where Nate Pearson gets a chance to shine for an inning at least. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Having I him in so. that mix with Ryu and Matt possibly being in that and coming out right right-handed and being able to throw that much more smoke than the other two, that's going to look like fucking billion miles an hour. And what Ryu's throwing changeups, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You start twirling curveballs and changeups, and then here you go. Here's Here's Nate Pearson for the seventh. Here's Tim Mesa to flip you yeah. around for the eighth. And <laughs> John Romano, don't even think about throwing a slider. Just pump 101. Yeah, don't do what Especially you Especially guys like Ray Gardner. Yeah. Last week. yeah, just don't. <laughs> and that really, fr- sorry, that's really frustrated me this little, this last little while is you see Pearson. And Pearson hasn't thrown as much as what I would like him to. I would have wanted uh, more. Perfect. Like Pearson threw one inning, I think, in Minnesota. In four games, like he yeah. should have probably Surprise. had just to see what he could do. Yeah, just, really yeah. but like him and Romano, like quit screwing around with guys. Yeah. No like kidding. you throw 101, like do you, okay, I've never seen 101 before. I've seen, I like. We lost him. <laughs> so. From my description of friends that played in minor league baseball and saw a few guys that pitched in the 100s and whatnot, they more or less described it to me like this. Yes, you're back. Nice ball, you can still see the seams. 100 miles an hour just looks like a goddamn blur going by you. (laughs) Yeah, like, I I play fastball, so, like, people weren't throwing anywhere near that. I might be on a different microphone, but I might sound a little different. You're good now. But, like, there were some people throwing some wacky stuff. Uh, for that so but like I, i've never seen 101 but like yeah it, it, to wrap your head around trying to hit something coming at you at 101 miles per hour with scary me, why are you even wasting your time throwing anything else i agree i like, agree up down in out 101 give it to them yeah if fine. they if if they if aaron judge tees one up because you're throwing 101 i'm good with it like personally, I'm good with it, but you're going yeah, out there. Your you're number one. Yeah, like you're. They're giving you your best with like everybody's best at that point. 
And if you get beat on it, so be it. Yeah, completely one agree. One thing I want to see happen, though, if Robbie Ray, I'm uh, not Robbie Ray, <laughs> if Nate Pearson is the first one out of the bullpen tomorrow after Ryu, I want to see him just throw a changeup up there first because they're going to be all geared up for the fastball to steal a strike. Yeah. <laughs> watch him swing out of their shoes, watch him do a fucking, you know, drill into the ground, whoever it might be. That will be just epically hilarious. And I want to see it. I just want to see him buckle somebody's knee on a changeup right out of the bullpen. It'll be hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. That's what they should have done to Alcides Escobar in the uh, 2015 ALCS. <laughs> he was just sitting dead red. And guess what? Oh, I know. That's what happens. And, and to that point, up. I don't care whose red it is. If you're sitting on it, I, that's the reason you change speeds, right? It's in and out, up and down. And I, there's something to say that I think that that's the part of Nate Pearson's game that needs to evolve. But the fact that he does this have ridiculous stuff that he should be throwing as hard as he fucking can out of the goddamn bullpen. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> Run with it. Well, then we have our work cut out for us. We will keep you posted on how this week goes with the Toronto Blue Jays. As Craig mentioned, we might potentially come back at you with a weekend episode, depending on how things go. We will do our best. We'll look at our schedules and go from there, see what the deal is. But yeah, this is the week where everything's got to go. Two out of three at minimum. Three out of three, take the sweep. That would be incredible and go one up on the Yankees going into Baltimore, or sorry, welcoming Baltimore to Toronto would be absolutely incredible. But... Craig, Chris, leave comments, anything from the Twitter feed that uh, came in before we sign off? Good. All good to go? All good to go? All right, gentlemen. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to this special Monday night Jaybird watching. We want to get our little Yankees series preview in. And again, this is the third episode that we are part of Jay's Journal, the official podcast of Jay's Journal by Minute Media. Sweet. It's awesome. Check us out on jaysjournal.com, on YouTube, wherever it is, and Stadium Scene as well. Shout out to Stadium Scene. Adam, we miss you, man. We got a fantastic fill-in for you as often as Chris Key will be able to join us. So take your time. We Brand found our baby. Santiago Espinal. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. We found our nice... I feel of- like I'm a little hard, more hard-hitting than Espinal. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but you have awesome leather. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, that it saved that for later. Come on, Craig. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, save it for later. Come on now. I feel yes. like I'm more of a Jake Lamb when he makes contact. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you got the horror aspect there. Yeah. yeah. Or I like, like uh, Juan Francisco. Oh, oh Juan man. Francisco from <laughs> May of 2014. That's what we'll go with. That's what we'll go with. <laughs> yeah, we'll like going to pull Emilio Bonifacio out there. <laughs> and was, Bonifacio, Spanish for can't lay down a fucking bunt. Yeah. <laughs> Bone that's face. One my, that's one of my favorite <laughs> memes ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man anyway, but yes carry, this has been on. fun gentlemen let's end it how we normally do with two claps and a rick flair and a guess it ready one two three <laughs> Woo! let's go, let's go blue, blue jays. jays get your back get to the ball game that too
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.